Hello, everybody, and welcome to number episode number 104 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, it's time. The offseason is here, and um, we have a lot of moves so far, which is amazing. Mostly mostly drops so far, mostly people being released. I I think people can officially pick up free agents now, and I because of that, I was expecting a little more, a little bit more positive news coming into this episode. But um, there hasn't been that many free agent pickups quite yet in the past two or three days since that window has opened. But my God, Joe, a lot of players um, are are leaving teams here. It's kind of sad. Yeah, we took. Uh... We took last week off and come back, and yeah, all of a sudden, uh, F5 season has begun with a vengeance, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, our entire show is just news. Yeah, I mean, might as well be. Uh, Overwatch League has a nice little off-season team tracker on their website, which is great, in my opinion. Um, all sports leagues should do this. Um, but... We figured we might as well just, I, I think some of these we have read off on the show before, um, but we're just going to go over all of them anyways. So if you haven't been keeping up at all, you can catch up with us um, and we'll go in alphabetical order, just like the website is doing. So Atlanta Rain, uh, they're up first and they have no pickups yet. They have a bunch of departures, though. Uh, they... On October 22nd, which is about six days ago, almost a week, uh, they announced the departure of Fire, Dogman, FRD, Erster, Pokebo, and Saucy. Um, all leaving. And then a couple days later, they announced the departure of uh, Kodak Silence and Mentalist, all assistant coaches. So um, they're, they're cleaning house as far as assistant coaching goes, it seems. Um, and right now they are left with Gator, Masa, Hawk, Edison, Sharp, and um, Lars, um, or Loris. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he joined July 31st. So, yep. Um, Atlanta pretty much cleaning house. And my thoughts here are, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, the first year with these players obviously was fantastic. Atlanta outperformed expectations. Their expectations were higher this year, and then Erster kind of just died. He was coming into the season, everyone was like, yep, that's a guy to look out at, out for. He was so good at the end of last season, and then he just wasn't that good. Um, and Atlanta Reign was a medio- mediocre team as a result. So yeah, I think it's time. I think a lot of these players' contracts are ending, but I think it's time to take that opportunity to find some new players possibly what are your thoughts joe yeah i think the uh, the biggest surprise for me um uh you, you know out, out of these changes has got to be dogman i think um i maybe you know he's a, you know solid support player i think he's um um yes he is a free agent uh his contract just expired at the end of this last season so uh you know it's the team basically um deciding not to pursue him again but i'll be i'll be surprised if he doesn't find some kind of home um uh on, a, on an overwatch team here soon but uh but yeah i don't know i mean because atlanta um atlanta's 
I mean, <laughs> to, to just start into this right on the very first team, it's always a good sign. But, like, um, I'll say it anyway, that Atlanta is kind of a weird team where, um, where yeah, that's even, you know, going right into the beginning of um, season two, like, new franchise. Um, and um, uh, did, did, didn't quite make it to uh, sort of the positions where they thought they could have. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, we'll shake things up a little bit. Um, uh, keeping Edison, that makes good sense. Um, Gator and Hawk, I mean, those were, um, the, the tank line was, was a bright spot, um, on this roster for sure, particularly when, um, uh, when they were introduced in particular, but, um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, uh in fact, it actually looks like Gator, um, was, it. Uh, OG like all the way from uh, when the when the original roster was announced but um, but yeah do, doing, a, doing a little bit of a cleaning house like I said I, I, uh, I don't anticipate Dogman having issues with the team um, and uh, again we're not <laughs> we're not so much looking forward to, to predicting final stuff for these rosters because it is only the end of October and the season <laughs> uh, not predicted to start until April um, but um uh, but yeah, it's it's something for Atlanta here. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll see what moves they're making here in a little bit. I'm sure. I'm sure after this podcast, everyone's going to announce everything, Joe, as they always do. So, yeah. Uh, but next on the on the list is the Boston Uprising, both of which we did mention on the podcast before. But I'll mention it here again. They signed a brand new head coach. They moved Mineral, their old head coach, to a more general manager, assistant general manager position. Um, and Lori is their new coach from WGS Phoenix that actually just won Korean contenders. So, um, of course, they didn't have him coaching anymore, but shows you that he, he coached the team pretty well while he was there, probably, to get him to this point. Um, and then they announced the departure of Mikey and Halo, um, and they announced that they were keeping everyone um, besides, I think, Jerry is the one person that they have not announced what's happening with him quite yet. So, um, Punk Fusions, Color Hex, and Myun Bong have all signed back. So, that's what's happening with the Uprising so far. Um, on to the Chengdu Hunters. Um, Bacon Jack and A-Ting announced their retirements. Uh, that was way back on October 15th. So, not that much coming out of the Chengdu camp so far. Um, we also have a full list of contract status statuses as well. Um, so we do know that's we, even though Chengdu maybe hasn't announced it, we actually do know that some of these players are, are staying leave is staying 20 his 2021 option has been exercised, which means he is staying unless they trade him. Um, Langsa also is a free agent. They didn't announce that, but Langsa will be a free agent. Molly's option has been exercised. And then uh, the entire rest of the roster, besides the players I've mentioned, um, they still can exercise all of their options. Every single player is not a free agent or anything like that. They're all they are all on a year-to-year -year option here. So they could just ex they can re-sign them or they can say, no, we're not gonna exercise it. You're a free agent. So Chengdu, still up in the air, still questionable as to what they're gonna do. Um Joe, I guess, what, what do you think they should do? Um, do you, I mean, they, they've got really likable team, obviously, with 
a lot of likable players, um, but they the results haven't been great, right? Um, so do you think do you do you see a major rebuild coming here? Do you see maybe half a resign, or what do you see happening? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I like the uh, I like the choice to keep leave. Uh, for example, in the the DPS land, uh, I was uh, pretty high on him when they brought him in, um, which I believe was mid season sometime. Um, uh, season three, or, or he had to he had to turn eighteen, I think. Yeah, it was so maybe it was like originally, but then it was last. I think it was season two, last month of the season they signed him, but he was not old yeah. enough yet. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's not like keeping him around. I was I was pretty high on him when when he got signed. Uh, like I mentioned, from at the time his recent uh, Overwatch World Cup performance, um, uh, you, you know, and players like um, um, players like Among, players like uh, Evil Tall, and the support line and tank. Uh, I think um, uh, you, you know, besides being part of the face of the team like you said they're, they're really um, you know relatively marketable team in terms of like the, the actual individual players but uh, but definitely I think could have a role uh, on a on a sort of revamped revamped Chengdu roster um, it's, it's not definitely not out of the question I don't know um, um, do you, yeah what's playing this treasure because the you know season 2 performance or season 3 performance was not great um, definitely again um, playing in Asia, you know, may have had a part in that as well, because um, uh, in fact, <laughs> we didn't um, ever explicitly say this. Now that I think of, now that I think about it, but I mean, you know, top uh, number one, number two teams in the league um, <laughs> in uh, in season three came out of Asia. You know, that was the result of it all. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think um, yeah, definitely, definitely some changes made. I like um, I like some of these initial things we've seen, um, um, and, and yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, definitely not done with Chengdu yet. I'm sure. Um, and for uh, for Boston too, I just wanted to mention um, that um, um, particularly thinking about Color Hex and Jerry, um, that Jerry says they have exercised his. Uh, 2021 contract extension so he'll be with Boston at least through season four but um uh, but color hacks also I think um if I, if I talked about uh, the release of dogman um being the biggest surprise for Atlanta I think one of my biggest surprises with Boston currently um is is uh, uh potentially actually keeping around color hacks which sounds which sounds bad and I know um that there are there are you know bigger things and there's bigger um factors in play and all that but um uh, you, you know not not necessarily uh looking like um uh, um the the brightest star on the team and that's um you, you know again not necessarily an insult to him because there's there's good players you know punk and jerry and myung and all them um uh, it, i don't know i guess i was um well that that was that was notable to me i guess um keeping that around but yeah he'll be he'll be uh coming back for season three as well but that's boston that's chengdu um mm-hmm. i think that's all i had to say about that yeah both both teams still a lot to look forward to for both of them i can guarantee that so uh, we'll say that next on the list is probably the team with the most activity so far it's the dallas fuel they are the ones clogging up our twitter top timeline um way back at the beginning of october they announced the departure of Vol'jin. 
one of their coaches. Um, they then announced the departure of Oni God, Crimson Note, Paintbrush, AKM, Unco, Closer, Trill, and Gamsu. Um, some of those players retiring, Trill, Gamsu, and AKM. Um, and yeah, I, I think we all expected that. It's the blow up of this roster. We Dallas feel underperforming like crazy. Um, but they've already made some huge pickups to become the Dallas eternal element mystic. Um, <laughs> because every player on their team is a former, uh, I don't know about fielder actually. Um, I don't think he was. But everyone besides Fielder was former Element Mystic. Most of them were former Paris Eternal players that got traded over. Uh, they got Hanbin and Sparkle. And they also got a coach, Rush, all from Paris Eternal. Uh, the three players that we were discussing last year during the offseason, Joe, were an amazing three pickups for the Paris Eternal and would make them competitive and the Paris Eternal have decided to rid them. I guess we'll talk more about it when we get to Paris. We'll talk more about it from Dallas's perspective here, which is that I mean, this is a, these are great pickups. Like Paris finished like almost top five last year. Looked really good at points. Yeah, I don't know why. And I think I don't think the downfall for Paris were these players. I think. The downfall for Paris were their old players that they had around these element mystic players that they picked up, to be honest. So if Dallas could build a if Dallas could take this core and put better players around them, and they already have one in Doha that they kept, and they picked up Repel as well as Fielder, who is also former Paris Eternal. And yeah, my God, I am loving these choices for the Dallas Fuels so far. As far as talent goes, these five players they got, Doha, Sparkle, Hanman, Fielder, Rappel, all looking really good uh, for Dallas Fuel so far. It just depends. I mean, they obviously need one more player in there to feel the starting lineup, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> great start so far, right, Joe? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a far cry from from uh, 2017 Envy Overwatch, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is um, you know the type of thing we we really are appreciating to see from Dallas. I was looking through; they've got um, they're up to 23 former players now. I don't know what the record is for an Overwatch League team. Um, it might be Dallas. It might be uh, a team like Florida. I don't know who has more former players now, but. Um, um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, you can't, you couldn't ask for bigger pickups here. Um, not only, um, uh, you, you know, maintaining the, the coaching staff too, like that's, that's significant to have, um, coach rush back in, in addition to, um, uh, keeping, uh, keeping young from last season. Um, you, you know, in addition to your, your Paris players, your fielder, your Hanvin, um, and they got aid from Paris as well, who was a, um, okay, yeah. former assistant coach for Paris. So they just, they were like, well, we'll get this guy for you as well, Rush. Yeah, and bringing, uh, bringing uh, Rappel over from Houston. Uh, f- again, also former Element Mystic. Uh, I don't know if uh, Rappel and, uh, you know, Sparkle and XZ all played together on the, at the same time um, off the top of my head. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, really big changes. I mean, you know, if they're able to, 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 
fill that uh, main tank position in as significant a way. I mean, this is going to be a pretty solid team, um, which which we've said about Dallas a lot. But um, the, I don't know. I, it's I think we're uh, we have very good reason to be pretty high on them. Um, again, from these from these changes we've we've seen them made so far. Uh, uh, I think uh, you know if we if we had to give a, a two weeks into the off season um, off season winner, uh, it's probably going to be either uh, either Dallas or Washington Justice, which we'll get to um, as well. But mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, definitely looking impressed with uh, uh, how deep how deep the organization's pockets are um, this off season, uh, which is significant too. It, it was um, and it, I was realizing too because obviously Envy as a parent organization. Um, uh, also own now the uh, best Call of Duty team in the world, uh, the, the Dallas Empire, who just won the, the CDL season. Um, apparently, Envy Valorant is like number two in the Valorant scene right now, um, and their Rocket League team is really good too. Uh, and so, <laughs> the, um, uh, you, you know, Envy Overwatch, the Dallas Fuel, is sort of. Um, um, historically, not been you know keeping up with those expectations, but to see to see this kind of changes um, is definitely exciting. If you're a fuel fan, or I mean, if you're a, a Paris Eternal fan, uh, you follow your <laughs> and you want to get a new team, your fielder, and your yeah, you I want mean, a new colors, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, uh, <laughs> maybe you're you're an American fan and you'd rather uh, support the American team. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll talk more about Paris when we get there because I do have a lot to say about what Paris is doing here. But if you're a Dallas fan, you will absolutely take these players. I know that Dallas has just constantly disappointed, but they've had a, I mean, Envy has just had a history of being great at Overwatch. Maybe this will be the step they take to to get back into that greatness. But um, moving on to the Florida Mayhem, I guess. Um, they have so far publicly only announced the departure of Sia player. Karayan, uh, Chris, and Byram um, on the free agent page as far as players that they will be keeping because they are under contract. They possibly could trade these players, of course, but uh, Gengnan Jim and Yaki um, are both under existing contracts, so they're keeping them, and then Fate is... Um, uh, they have an option to exercise uh, him for one more year, so... Yep. Um, as far as Florida goes, I was already surprised that some of the players mentioned above were released. Sai player is now, um, playing Valorant. So I guess that's not as surprising anymore. Um, but he was like a mainstay. I thought Chris was decent. Um, but yeah, keeping Yaki, Gangnam Jim, great choices there. Uh, so besides that, yeah, Florida they were looking good so it sucks that a lot of these players are free agents on this page right now but i think they could find some some replacements for sure um it also yeah, it I, also says bqb is a free agent as well so but they haven't announced anything about him um yeah i was just gonna say um it's gonna compliment the organization i mean you know you get some new colors and uh, <laughs> and then you're able to do some good stuff with yourself um that was a weird sentence but it's fine <laughs> um 
but yeah, uh, looking really nice this season. Uh, and yeah, so the the free agents, it's it's unfortunate. I know, uh, uh, particularly being uh, being an Eastern uh, uh, Eastern players, I know some of the the um, teams working towards that focus. Uh, I guess uh, there may be <laughs> potentially more teams looking to go Korean um, necessarily this season than than we've seen in the past but all that to say um uh they, they i think this is it's a good core to a good core to hang on to um and hopefully they do um but uh yeah and, and yeah side player leaving that was interesting too i was playing now for uh, uh the t1 uh valor roster so he's uh basically plays for philly now <laughs> um <laughs> and he got a he got a new name and everything i don't i don't remember what his new uh IGN oh. is, but it's not side player anymore. Interesting. Uh, yeah, a lot of Overwatch players changing their names go to Valorant now. Um, but yeah, this is interesting. As far as like BQB and when it says free agent on this contract statics page, but the team hasn't announced it yet, I assume that means that they're going to try to re-sign them. They like they still just because they're a free agent doesn't mean they're not going to sign him. It's like how the shock hasn't haven't announced that Moth is a free agent, even though he is, because I imagine they would like to re-sign him. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, what, I will take their word if they say this guy is released. We're done with them. Uh, but if they haven't said anything, and on this page it says free agent, I'm going to assume they are in the running to try to re-sign that player. And I must, and that means that they would like to. So Florida Mayhem, they would like to have BQB back, um, and I agree with that. They sh- they should try to get BQB back. I think he's good. So that's what I'm going to say on it because the next team, Guangzhou Charge, has a very similar situation. They haven't announced much, but have some free agent players here that I imagine they want to re-sign. Um, at first, they announced the the departure of a lot of their coaches, if not all of them, um, Jin Taidala and. Sung Woo, and I believe Ty Dollar just signed with some team recently. Um, that, yeah, that I can't remember. That would be, um, where'd it go? Uh, Los Angeles Gladiators oh, just yes. picked him up. Gladiators just picked him up. So, um, that's that. And as far as players go, the Charge have only announced that Neptuno, Chara, Crystal, and Laya are out. All four of those players not haven't had the biggest impact on this team, so not too much of a surprise. Um, as far as other free agents go on this list, it says um, Chu and Happy are both free agents, uh, as well as Nero. Um, Eileen is under an existing contract. Rio, one of their tanks, Rio, um, still his his option can still be exercised for this year. So I think they're clearly those names are players that you see in their starting lineup all the time, and I think they want to change Nero as. Very talented player. Happy, of course, is their widow specialist, um, and Shu is one of one of their better supports for sure. So they haven't announced him because I think they want to keep him. Um, so overall, I I think the Guangzhou rebuild, from what I've seen so far, is just the coaching staff. To be honest, I think they remove some players that aren't really the core of this team so far, and I think they want to re-sign these players that they've had before and get new coaches to elevate them to the next level. Um, yeah. Do you agree with me, Jeff? You think that's what's yeah. going on? Yeah, no, it makes good sense. I mean, um, 
uh, I'll highlight Neptuno, uh, who was uh, inactive on this roster for several months because he was having visa issues um, going from, from Spain to uh, presumably China. I guess I don't know if they were in China or Korea um, physically during this season. But, um, um, but yeah, so I, I'd love to see him get picked up by a, a Western roster that he could uh, uh, potentially have, have more access to. But um, and and as I understand it, uh, it's got some good, um, uh, you, you know, organizational coaching type, player leadership type uh, value too. Um, in addition to just being a player himself, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I think that makes sense. Um, and you're right, definitely lots of those lots of those names you want to hang on to, um, uh, Shu and and Happy and Eileen and, and those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Crystal obviously got this sort of, sort of a sort of a sketchy past uh, or a spotty past, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, Guangzhou making some good moves. Yep, um, we'll see what they do. Obviously, they're going to have some players to pick up still with all their drops. They dropped three of their supports and are left with only Shu if they re-sign them. So they're definitely going to have some pickups. We'll keep you updated on those. Uh, Hangzhou Spark uh, announced that their supervisor um, so they announced that they are picking up a supervisor Xiao Gui I don't know what a supervisor exactly does I guess look over the team and supervise them <laughs> um, so he, he will be joining they also announced the departure of Ado, Adora, Rhea Sassen and Bebe and Hangzhou Spark has like as they announced all their free agents, so they're not picking, re-signing any of their free agents. Um, all the rest of their players have their options have been exercised, or they're already under a contract. Uh, so no questions there whatsoever. So apparently, Sasson still can exercise his option, but since they announced it that they're not, I imagine they won't. Um, yeah. And then Hangzhou Spark, actually another team that signed a player. Um, they signed Shy, um, who is another Chinese player, um, on Billy Billy, which I believe is their contenders team. So, um, played, uh, several years for, uh, team China in the world cup as well. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, so maybe you'll recognize his name from that. I pretty sure sh- when I saw his name, I was like, what do I know him from? So I'm pretty sure it's from the world cup. Um, yeah. he's a because he played he played with Sky was the mm. was the other player and so it was very confusing because they had <laughs> Sky and Shy Shy Sky yeah um, but he's a DPS player mainly um, but he has Flex to support as well in the past so maybe they maybe they put him to support who knows but he's mainly DPS so there's a little signing for for Hangzhou it's looking like Hangzhou's gonna keep just mainly their team. Um, of course, they just got Architect towards the latter half of that season. Uh, so I think they would like to try again with this roster with Architect there for a full season. So um, Yeah, and I mean, not a bad decision. It's, Hangzhou's a, a pretty solid team. Mm-hmm. They were definitely solid and competing towards the end of the year once they got Architect, I would say. Um, so just got to work on some stuff a little bit more. Maybe get some more talented players like Shy. Um, Houston Outlaws um, have announced that they signed Junk Buck um, as a coach. Um, awesome name. 
Yes, definitely. Uh, and then they also announced former former Outlaws player Cool Matt um, is now going to be their GM, um, which should be interesting. Joe messaged me when they made that announcement because they called it our Western franchise. Our, I guess Cool Matt did in a quote, <laughs> um, which we, he was question. Joe was questioning obviously what that means. Does that mean Western players, or does that mean like cowboy Western? <laughs> I mean, those are basically your options, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I don't know which. I mean, it could be either, honestly, because Houston is very well known for having Western players as well. They do heavily enjoy that, um, and heavily enjoy boasting that. I know they were in at least season one. They were like, "Yeah, look at us. We we got the American players on our team." Um. But yeah, besides. I feel like Overwatch League's missing something. I feel like they announced a bunch of people leaving, Joe. For Houston? Um, yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, according to Liquipedia, yeah, because Linkser left, I remember that. So, yeah, according to Liquipedia, Overwatch League doesn't have this. Muma, Linkser, Blase, um, Assistant Coach Dream, and Jexy have left the team. And, of course, Rappel is on the Dallas Fuel now. So they're a little bit behind on, on the Houston Outlaws for sure here. Yeah, Liquipedia's got it from the uh, individual players um, uh, making making posts versus, I guess, Houston um, as an work hasn't done that yet. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Houston's left right now with Boink, Dante, Hydration, and Mecco for good players to be left with, in my opinion. Um, That's very true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as far as the Houston Outlaws go, I, they've got four players right now, so they're going to need some signings, and I really do think they do need some signings, uh, obviously. Um, hopefully, Cool Matt can start taking them into the right direction. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think definitely keeping keeping Dante is a super good decision. I like, uh, I like Hydration just as a player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because it, it's cool to be... Um, you know, one of the most flexible players in the league, um, but like you know, really solid core. And yeah, if you want to go, if you want to go more Western, you definitely have the ability to do so. Um, and we've seen um, little glimpses of the amount of money that they have um, if they want to do, um, you know, interesting things too. <laughs> not not that building a Western roster is not interesting, but um, you know, if they if they want to want to do some experimenting, I think they definitely have the ability to. Oh yeah. Big time. Uh, well, up next is another big team here. Um, the London Spitfire, who, of course, tons of rumors about what they're going to do. Um, very early in October, they announced the departure of the coaches. <laughs> then they announced the departure of lots of players. Um, and then they announced that um, Nuki is going to be their general manager. She... Um, was the was the coach maybe of British Hurricane, and now is going to be the GM of the London Spitfire. She went on video, and in one of the most open videos I've ever seen, which I think is what you're going to need to do if you are taking this roster that you just rebuilt after dropping your championship roster, and saying we're going to drop them again. You definitely got to come out making a video explaining why. Um, because I think a lot of London fans were disappointed by that. But Nuki came on camera, just 
straight up was like, I don't think we'll win this year. Like, which is something I've never heard a GM or a coach say on camera is I don't think we're going to win this year or be good. Literally, I think she said we're not going to be top five for sure. Like, I was like, okay, that's really open. Um, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, that's not the main thing. She she went down the whole thing, what they were going to do, saying we're going to build a like an English roster, English European roster here. We're going for it. Um, and yeah, it, which is what everyone expected, mainly taking from British Hurricane, which is a, a team that has been doing really well in um, European contenders. So I don't think it feels weird that to have such low expectations of them. Um, but I mean, I like the openness. I like make setting the expectations low and being like, this is going to be a process. It's going to take a couple of years before we're competing. Um, which I think is, they're good. It's good expectations to set. Um, because when you're rebuilding a team, that's usually the results. It's usually going to take a little bit. Um, they also, they they also announced the departure of J Mac. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, um, the, you know, it's it's not an invalid strategy either. I mean, we've seen it work with um, with lots of other teams, um, you know, taken uh, or well, we, we've seen it attempted, I guess, by by lots of other teams. Um, thinking about uh, Boston Uprising, thinking about San Francisco Shock as as examples of teams for whom that's worked really well and not so well. Um, but, but yeah, the, the ability to say, you know, this is this is where we're gonna be. Um, and it's going to take us, you know, it's going to take us time, but, um, but it's going to be worth it in the end. I think that's definitely valuable. Um, I'm interested to see, um, like I said, I hadn't seen that video, so I almost, I almost kind of want to go watch it now. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe that's where Neptuno goes is, um, gets picked up by this new, uh, this new sort of European London Spitfire. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, could be interesting. Of course, London still has four players actually on their team uh, because they are still under existing contracts. There's no options or anything like that. They're signed to two years, apparently. Uh, that's Bernard Fuse, Glister, and Sanguinar, who uh, I imagine they all have to trade now. So, um, I would I if you're a London fan, do not expect these players to be on your team, even though it would be very nice to have Glister on your team because he's great. Don't expect them to be. They've already announced they're going full European. They're definitely going to trade these players. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see where they go. I think they're all great players, so they could go anywhere um, and and be a great pickup for that team. Oh, yeah, lots happening there. L.A. Gladiators, um, lots happening there, but like one at a time (laughs) Uh, because they just kept releasing players. And I was like, okay, when's this ever going to stop? But a while ago, they announced the departure of Jaru, uh, who's retiring, Bishu, Shaz, and then Big Goose, who is also retiring. Uh, They announced the departure of Curry Shot, uh, one of their coaches. They announced the departure of L.H. Cloudy. They then announced the departure of OG right after his birthday. Like they literally made a birthday post for him the day before. And I was like, oh, they're probably keeping him. Uh, they're making birthday posts about him. And then the next day they're like, now nah, we're dropping him. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll love to see it. 
another coach Faustus's um, departure as well. Uh, but then they brought in Ty Dalla yesterday uh, to replace Faustus and Curry shot. Uh, as far as their, as far as the rest of their um, players go, contract wise, most of their DPS are re-signed. Bird Ring, Kevster, Mirror, all their options have been exercised, so they will be returning. Spaces options been exercised as well, so he will also be returning. So everyone that hasn't been announced so far is returning. Uh, no need to fret. Uh, all their options have been exercised, unless they're going to trade them. So. Yeah, they've got those one, two, three, four players to build off as well, uh, which I think is a good start. I think they had a really good um, DPS last year, especially Bird Ring. Bird Ring was looking really good, and Kepster and Mir are both in their first years, so maybe one year under their belts they'll they'll finally really step up this year. We'll see. Um, but excited to see what the LA Gladiators do with this roster this year. I'm glad that they're keeping Depay. I think, obviously, I still think he's a good coach despite... Maybe a, maybe not that great of a finish last year. Uh, yeah, and, no, the, yeah. Yeah, excuse me, that'll make sense. Um, uh, I was a little surprised to see uh, uh, Ego as far as that goes. Yeah, same. That's my uh, only surprise. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, did you say he was retiring or no? No. It doesn't, it doesn't note that he was, yeah. So I don't know if uh, uh, he'll, he'll end up somewhere else potentially, but uh, I, mean, I certainly hope he will. That's... <laughs> He's had an interesting, uh, interesting couple of years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Dallas and Gladiators and all that. Yeah, um, definitely interesting. Um, so we'll see where he goes next. If he goes anywhere, if he retires, what happens? As far as the other LA team goes, they've only announced the departures of Apply, Gig, and McGravy. So far, and that checks out. They're all free agents on the on the website. Um, and then you've got a bunch of 2021 options uh, exercised here. Dreamer, Lastra, Rain, Shax, KSP. Um, and then KSF still hasn't been exercised, but they still have the option to do so. So uh, lots of players here being exercised. It seemed like LA Valiant liked their roster. They liked what they had. Um, they definitely outperformed all everyone's expectations. So... Might as well keep building off of it. I think the only sup- big surprise here for me is McGravy, who, of course, was such a core part of this roster as far as at least leadership goes. Um, I would agree that maybe his gameplay wasn't top-notch, but he was definitely an in-game leader, so it'll be sad to see him go. But I imagine he'll be picked up um, by someone. I think he's the biggest name out of these free agents. Yeah, uh, pretty markable, marketable, too, I would think, as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, New York Excelsior. Um, Hoxall announced his retirement, which is actually pretty sad. He's been, of course, one of the like OG uh, Overwatch players um, on Runaway and a great Genji. So very sad to see him retiring. Um, but yeah, I think he's gotten a little bit worse as time has gone on. They also announced the departure of Nene, Who Are You, Hotba, and Bianca, um, which I think makes sense. I, I mean, the team, NYXL has had just through the roof expectations with their players for since this, since this whole thing began. So, yeah, I, the only player that it says is 
officially like re-signed on this roster is um mandu the support um jonak animo mono libero and sabiel b are all all have an option to extend this into this next year um but they have not been re-signed quite yet so it'll be interesting to see what nyxl does obviously those are all huge names but honestly, Joe, I could see them trying to rebuild. I really could. I think the NYXL, like, they've been, like, so close to um, legendary status so often. Um, but maybe they just realize they can't they can't win the whole thing with this roster. And they just say, okay, maybe it's just time. What do you think they do, Joe? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I suppose it's possible, but uh, I would... I mean, I'm sure I would not be alone in, um, you know, mourning that team. I mean, that's that would be a that would be a very it have you'd have to uh, really commit to that. I think as an organization, if you said no, we're gonna get rid of Jonak and Sabiobi and uh, just try something else. Um, um, yeah, cause I, I don't know because the core that's the core that's left um, definitely can be can be supplemented um, and. Uh, obviously it needs to be supplemented because there's only um, six of them and one tank player but um, but yeah I don't know I suppose it's you know it is in theory possible yeah that they do something like that um, I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah because uh, like you said the expectations for New York has just been so high um, the, the, yeah either you know if this were any other team, I would be like, "Whoa, yeah, something has to change." You know, oh, they've got to, you know, shake up the roster, shake up the coaching, whatever. Um, um, but yeah, because it's New York, for some reason, it gives me pause. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, hard. I agree. It's hard just because of the names. You're like, no, you can't drop those people. Are like so pop. Jonak, obviously, first MVP ever. Like these players have Sabiobi. Like their name power is so big that you're just like, if you drop them, that's. That's just suicide right there. That's awful. What are you doing? Um, but it just might have to be a tough thing they have to do here because I'm not sure if they could win with these players. I really am just not. I'm not sure. I think they're really good. I don't know if they're good enough to win at all is the only issue I see. Um, but, of course, they, they lost some big players too. I think who, who are you, Bianca, Nene, Hapa, they've all been pretty key to this roster at some point. So... Um, That'll be a little bit rough for them, in my opinion, as well. We'll see what they end up doing. I, I do think that they just... I think they'll try to re-sign most of these, if not all these players. Do I think Do I think maybe they should try to go for a risk? Yeah, maybe. But I do think they'll re-sign. I think it'd be crazy not to. Mainly because of the marketability, marketability of these players. Um... But yeah, anything else to say about NYXL before I move on here to Paris? Ooh. Uh, yeah, not uh, not that I know. I guess uh, if they end up going with this sort of regional uh, structure again, it'll be interesting to see. I assume I assume they'll probably hang around in um, in Asia rather than come back to to NA. But who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Based off the early rumors, it looks like Overwatch League is hoping they come back to North America, but. I'm sure they can do whatever they want. I, I'm sure that's more on the team's control than the league. Um, 
But uh, Paris Eternal, of course, they were heavily mentioned in the Dallas Fuel stuff. Um, but as far as they go, they announced the departure of Smex Fielder and No Smite. Um, of course, Fielder already making his way to the Dallas Fuel. Uh, and then they announced the departure of 9K, Rush, Aid, Levi, and they traded Hanbin, and they traded Sparkle. And now they are left with uh, all their French players, soon Nico Benbest, FD God, and Exy, <laughs> um, who has actually been re-signed. So unless they're trading him, Exy is still a Paris Eternal member. He is not joining the Dallas Fuel quite yet, and there hasn't... He was left out of the rumors on purpose because I, he was never a part of the talks, it looks like. So for now, Paris Eternal have kept Exy. So that'll be interesting when Eternal and Fuel meet and Exy will face all of his old teammates. Um, but soon and Nico have, uh, still haven't had their options exercised quite yet. So um, we'll see what happens with them. Ben Best as well. Um, and FD God is the only one officially... Um, like re-signed alongside XC. So yeah, Paris Eternal blowing up this roster. And Joe, I think it's the obvious opinion here is like, why? You, you did so well last year and you, you just, you, you threw it all away, right? I mean, FD God's great. XZ's great. I think soon is getting older by the day. Same with Nico. <laughs> same with the Ben Best. Um, but yeah, you just dropped some very, you just traded some very young and talented players away um, that that did very well for you last year. And a great coach in Rush, like a potential coach of the year winner in Rush. I'm confused yeah, well, by at, this move. At, <laughs> yeah, at 9K, I mean, who's now yeah. uh, with the Philadelphia Fusion? I mean, that was a that was a good pickup, too, on their part. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, you know, if you're if you're trying to build um, sort of a, uh, a another type of European roster, I mean that that makes sense. Uh, you know, we've seen that done before. I mean, that's you know ostensibly was the goal of uh, Paris Eternal season two, um, which then sort of got abandoned. But I mean, you know, if you're trying to get back to that those kind of roots, or whatever, that's fine. But. Um, uh, but, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, with the the success that this team was able to have, um, it is you know a little bit surprising just to, to see. Um, it, it, I don't even know if disregarded is the right word because yeah, because I don't know for sure. But um, but, but yeah, to see that you know it's not being um, taken. To, uh, I don't know because <laughs> I don't want to like speak for the for the the logic or anything but um um yeah definitely you know that these these players are definitely a loss um to the to the team as far as that goes um i'd love to see you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do stuff like this you know i'd love to see them um go all european again and, and try that out um you know in a in a season four situation and see see how that works you know bring uh, uh, um, uh, Neptuno and Boombox back together <laughs> have them be a support <laughs> line uh, for for the uh, season 4 Paris I mean that would be, be exciting but 
but yeah, I, I don't know. Very interesting. And and to to drop your other element mystery players, but uh, hang on to Exe. I mean, that's um, that is also a decision that got made. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's funky. They can still trade Exe, obviously. Just because they re-signed him doesn't mean it, that that he's staying. But yeah, it'll sell off to somebody. But man, yeah, weird, weird stuff happening in Paris. We'll see what they do. Obviously, it's worth mentioning they they didn't trade these players for nothing. They got a lot of money, probably. So um, we'll, we'll see if they use that money to rebuild or w- what they're gonna do. Um, but next team is the Philadelphia Fusion, who announced the departure of Boombox, announced the departure of head coach Katie G. And Chipsa, unfortunately, Rip Chipsa, um, and then announced um, th- that their head coach is going to be 9K, who uh, part of the Paris Eternal last year and got dropped. So, yep, as far as contracts go on the contract page, Carpe is still under that huge contract that he signed last year. So he is still a Philadelphia Fusion member, of course. He sue. His option has been um, exercised. Uh, Ivy and EQO are both um, free agents, uh, but they haven't announced anything about either of them, so they still possibly could be trying to re-sign them. Poco Sato both um, have options that could possibly be exercised still. Um, uh, Fury is also a free agent, but they have not announced that one either, so they could be trying to re-sign Fury as well. Alarm is signed again, so... Everyone who really loved Alarm, don't you worry. Uh, and then Funny Astro is coming back as well. So clearly, I think the focus here for Philadelphia Fusion, which it should absolutely be, is keep the core most of this roster because it's really good and really talented and try to get a new head coach in there, see if that works. Great. I think this is a great direction for the, for the Fusion. And you kind of have to all in on these players as well because you did already all in on Carpe, y'all that you... You signed Alarm for a long-term one, too. So, yeah, it's time to all in on this talent that you've got. Maybe pick up um, some more DPS. Let let EQO, IV go, possibly, and find find some more players. Um, but who knows what they do. I, I think keeping most of these players is in their best interest here, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is not a team that... Um um underperformed i don't think um the, in a only way at the end of the season only at the <laughs> very end yeah but i mean you know even then that's um you know obviously they had the potential one and they they still definitely could have um you know when you get into those those two matches is a different story but um but but yeah the, more broadly i think this isn't a team like um uh, like, like we said about some other things where it's like, yeah, this, you know, something needs to change for the sake of season four performance I, that um, um, not keeping alarm and funny Astro would just be a terrible decision uh, and not, um, not building around the, the carpet core that you have that granted hasn't been um, seeing a lot of use necessarily. Um, relatively recently but still has still has the the value that i don't think anybody disagrees that you need um uh, just in terms of you know, you know the roster building um things um but yeah get yourself a new head coach um 
change things up a little bit. I think, um, I mean, I know, I believe uh, season, uh, after season two, uh, around this time, because <laughs> we're going into season four, we just finished season three. After season two, um, you, you know, we, we were talking about Sato. Oh, is this, is the, the tank line Philadelphia Fusion, is that um, you know where they're the weakest potentially um, where what kind of changes need made there I don't even think that's a conversation anymore um, based on the success that, um, that he was able to have this season it, it definitely um, uh, you know if you wanted to to say it this way is you know proving proven lots of the doubters um, that, that you know he he does um, fit into this star set roster he does have the um, the kind of potential that we hoped that he would um yeah yeah i don't know i'd, I'd love to, to see uh uh fury kept too i mean he's um you know one of the <laughs> most reliable off tanks in the league um so yeah like like we're saying definitely a, a good strategy um uh, of maintenance here and it's just a matter of um continuing to carry it out yep definitely <laughs> um Next up, another really good team, Shock, that probably shouldn't make too many changes. Um, they've been pretty quiet, only announced the departure of Arachne, one of their coaches. They've replaced him with a Gape already, who is actually a former head coach of the London Spitfire in Season 1. So a former, another champion. They have to have all champions on this roster. Um, and the only player they have officially announced the departure of is Rascal, um, which is sad. But they've got some other free agents. They have Super... Violet and Moth are all free agents. They have not announced the release of them, so I imagine that means they are trying to re-sign all three of them, which is good. I mean, if they don't, if they don't get Violet, I don't think they'd be sad. They they have Twilight literally on the bench, who is another fantastic uh, off off support there, uh, flex support. So um, it's obviously tons of talent here. Bunch of contracts have been exercised, though. Twilight, who I just mentioned, Tayo, Striker, Ans, um, Smurf, Choyobin will all be staying. So, yeah, shock. Obviously, back-to-back championships will be scary again next year, and I I think they're going to want to at least re-sign one of these two Violet or Moth um, supports here because, obviously, that support duo was one of the best, if not the best, last year. So... Yeah, shock's gonna be scary again next year, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we were saying that uh, we were saying that a year ago too. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad to see they're keeping Tayo on, um, just for the sake of um, uh, you know growth and maintenance and stuff kind of like we were talking about. Um, you know, they brought him on for Genji, yes, but I'm sure they brought him on for for bigger things than that too. Yeah, um, Rascal leaving is kind of sad because he just is all over the place. He's been on so many teams. We'll see where he goes. I, he'll be back. He's great. He'll be back. Uh, yeah, he's really good. So, um, Soul Dynasty have only announced one thing, and it is uh, the departure of the general manager, Hope Curry. Uh, so that's basically all that's happened so far as far as the free agent tracker goes. Profit, gesture, both their options have been exercised. Um, creative will be coming back because he is under an existing contract. Bedosian, Slime, Toby, um, Tuyu are all free agents. 
Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with them. Soul has announced nothing yet, so I imagine they're still trying to re-sign them. Marvel, Michelle, Illicit, and Fitz uh, all have options that can still be exercised. Um, which I haven't mentioned the date of that at all, I don't think. November 13th is the last day they can exercise these options. So I would expect um, announcements on those in the next two weeks before that happens. Uh, but yeah, I would expect a soul perform better than we all thought. They went to the championship for the first time, the grand finals. So I, I think they want to keep this roster profit, profit gesture. Um, they're just beasts in, in the playoffs. I think you absolutely keep these uh, players, especially when previous rosters have, have not been that great in the playoffs for soul dynasty. So yeah, I, I like that they kept profit and gesture and I imagine they'll try to keep a lot of these others, other players too, because they're pretty damn good as well. Um, we're, we're getting to the good teams now, Joe, which which is basically like, sure. yeah, resign, good. So, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty fair to say. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, definitely um, Seoul looking uh, uh, much better, you know, late season than we had expected. Um, and so, yeah, you know, why not? Um, why not try to build on that if you can? Um, uh, did, definitely, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want the team to coast um, if I were a, a soul fan, because uh, uh, the you know, they don't. They're not quite in that position yet where they can successfully. But uh, but but building is good. Yeah, um, when when you're in the Overwatch League and you have players that can perform even better in the clutch situations, I think you keep them for sure. Like soul. When they were playing a regular season game, looked pretty bad. Looked like a mediocre team. But whenever they were in a playoff type situation, whether it was like those mini tournaments or the actual playoffs, they looked their best always. So I would say keep these guys. Um, maybe just rebuild around them a little bit. As far as the Shanghai Dragons go, of course, very disappointing end to the season for the Dragons, unfortunately. And unfortunately, they've announced some sad departures here as well. Dia, Gregory, two OG Shanghai Dragons, unfortunately, no longer with them. Uh, Ding, the Ding, DM, and Luffy all going as well. Um, Yeah, it's so sad to announce their departures. I mean, um, yeah, I, I think especially like it's it's hard for all. For five of them, because even though Gaguri and Dia maybe haven't been like that essential to the roster, especially last year, they're they've been there the whole time, and it's just sad to see them go. As far as like Luffy, um, and then especially Dading and Diem go, they're actually super important this roster. Um, I know we mainly saw Fleta Lip um, in the playoffs, so not as much Diem or Dading, but th- those two players are super talented and great in met in different metas so i'm sure they'll be very sad and i'm sure we'll see them somewhere else um, but the rest of their players are all under contract so they have already announced all their free agents and they have re-signed basically anyone that wasn't mentioned fled lip fearless stand one void uh Izzyaki and lee Gong, all re-signed which is actually enough to feel the starting roster as well but i'm sure they will be getting some more players so Joe, if you want to say your condolences to the unfortunate five fallen players here. Yeah, it's yeah, quite uh, 
<laughs> yeah, quite a loss, that's for sure. I mean, um, uh, players like uh, like Ding and DM in particular, I'd, I'd love to see um, uh, picked up somewhere. It looks like uh, Dia is already, or or I should say, still uh, uh, potentially playing on uh, Team CC, the the contenders team. So he's still got that sort of um, uh, position there for himself, but. Um, uh, but, but yeah, keeping flat or keeping lip, but, um, those are good decisions. Lee Jake on uh, one of the best supports there in the Asia division for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, same sort of same sort of deal. That it's a team that um, sure enough ended up performing really well, um, and I think is going to be in sort of you know staying relevant mode um, this off season if anything. Um, rather than um, you know necessarily trying to make all these grand improvements yep um well yeah it's uh, i think shanghai is one of the bigger teams that is unfortunately losing i think two really talented players here but they can always rebuild we'll see what they do um toronto defiant has basically just wiped this entire roster away they said bye-bye um yeah, I I could go through all the names right now for you if you want. Rokai, Mangachu, Kariv, Agilities, Beast, Surefor, Nevix, Zik, Cruz, Numb, Numb, Locked, all gone. Um, bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> they did really poorly. I, you can't. I, it's gotta happen. They did re-sign Logics though. So, yeah, thank Mister Logics. They they've re-signed this man at least. And yeah, then they did get uh, they did get um, yeah they got they got the former head coach Philadelphia Fusion K, KDG as well so I think that's a nice little start to be honest <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely going to be um, significant to them I would think um, the, the, yeah Toronto uh, uh, I think it's probably fair to say went more of the um, uh, you, you know player player marketability and um, and and you know entertainment factor uh, potentially when um, building this this team this past season uh, and yeah didn't get um, super incredible results is is fair to say um, yeah I certainly want them to because um, I don't know it's it's a it's a good work um, yeah. yeah I think um, some of these these coaching upgrades will definitely be. Um, a good step towards that. Um, yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Toronto grabs from here in their new roster. It'll be interesting to see if any of these players will resign. Some people are suggesting, oh, maybe Kariv back to uh, LA Valiant. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Where it, I, it, It's sad because I'm, I'm afraid like someone like Sherfor, who really started just not playing at the end of the season, might... It just might be Surefor's time at this point. It's it's unfortunate. I, I think you got a lot of players on this team with a lot of reckon, recognized. They've they've been in the season from or they've been in the scene for since the beginning, and they're just kind of getting outgrown. Maybe so that stinks for them. But um, we'll see how many resign and where Toronto goes from here. Vancouver Titans announced the departure of Tsuna, KSA, and Karkar. Um, as far as the rest of the team, rest of the team goes, um, 
Oops. <laughs> Don't know why my music started playing. Um, as far as the rest of the team goes, they have exercised Dalton's option, so he'll be returning. Shockwave is a free agent, but they have not announced that, so I think they want to re-sign Shockwave, which is smart. That is their best player. Um, Rolf is staying on the team, and Shredlock is staying on the team. So, um, looks like Titans are going half and half here, They're, which I think is good. I think half their roster was basically disposable, but um, I'm surprised they kept Rolf because... I thought he was one of the more disposable ones, to be honest. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I thought their whole support line was pretty disposable, to be honest. I thought that was the weakest part of their team. But hopefully they can keep Shockwave because I think that they can definitely build off Shockwave. He's really good. So, yeah. yeah well, and just considering, you know, the way this roster was built in the first place, you know, sort of um, midseason, I, I don't want to say... I don't want to say, you know, slapdash or super rushed, um, although it kind of was, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, during that time after after dropping the, uh, I was going to say the former Vancouver Titans, and I guess they were, but former runaway uh, <laughs> roster there at the beginning of the season. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, for, you know, considering that, um, not a not a terrible um uh, end result i guess <laughs> uh it's fair to say but yeah you definitely um uh, now that you have a little bit of time to breathe um as as an org you know you've got to um sit down and figure out you know what are we actually um what are our what are our goals actually going to be um <laughs> and how are we going to achieve them um uh, uh, yeah it sounds like with actually with some of these players which um uh, like you said, particularly for uh, for players like um, oh, what was his name? <laughs> DPS player. Uh, Shockwave. Yeah, Shockwave. There we go. Uh, particularly for players <laughs> like Shockwave, yeah, that's a that's a, a good decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see where Vancouver goes. I, I think their rebuild was all right, <laughs> obviously, but they'll need a better rebuild here in the off season. Washington Justice. Um, Coach Wiz left. Uh, Roar announced their de- his departure as well. Um, they signed Mag from Runaway, uh, a tank player from Runaway, main tank. So um, he is a great immediate replacement to Roar. So good job there. Um, they also announced uh, Hokery, who we mentioned earlier from the Soul Dynasty, uh, is now joining the Washington Justice coaching staff. So. That'll happen as well as far as the free agents go. Uh, oh, yeah. Decay. Resigned. B- obviously, huge resigning. Um, the Decay lottery, they won it. Um, he was a free agent, and they got it back. Uh, as far as the other free free agents go on this roster, Stitch is a free agent. They haven't announced. Johnny is also a free agent. Aim God and Ark are also free agents. All of their 2021 options were declined by the Justice. Um, but that still means they could try to resign them. Who knows? Um, they could always try to be writing up a new contract. That's how you have to get an extension and stuff like that. So um, I imagine they're going to want to at least keep some of these. I think Game God's really good. I think John is really good. I think Stitch is great. So I think they're going to want to try to resign one of those four players. Um, and then Tuba is the only player who's uh, who just... Is still under a contract. So, yeah, Washington Justice, they're looking pretty damn good. 
Um, and keeping Decay was the big thing here, I think. So, and, and getting Mag, that's absolutely, I think that's a great upgrade from Roar, who I think was one of the weaker points as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, right away, um, good replacement for Roar, but yeah, right away, good upgrade over Roar, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, coming in really, really long history uh, from uh, Runaway. Um, Liquipedia says he's earned $43,000 in his, his uh, wow. career so far Making playing bank. Overwatch. But, uh, uh, but yeah, super good pickup. Uh, like I said, Washington... Uh, Washington and Dallas may be uh, the two, you know, sort of early winners of this offseason, honestly. Um, again, uh, having it only <laughs> literally only been two weeks, so there's uh, not tons to say. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, definitely, definitely looking good uh, for Washington there. And I'd love to see, um, you, you know, who else they're able to build around, um, um, you know, with uh, Decay. Uh, and Janu and Mag. I mean, that's <laughs> Janu and Mag. Uh, I don't know if they uh, same deal. I guess I was as I was talking about with uh, some of the other players earlier. But I don't know if if Janu and Mag ever played together on uh, on Runway or not. But you know, potential uh, reunion there even for the two of them. But um, yeah, super excellent uh, for Washington there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, great signing so far, for sure. And with how they were at the end of the season, obviously. Washington just always turns up at the end of the season. It's got to be time for them to start off, especially if this year the league is normal and they're like, yeah, only this amount of teams are going to make the playoffs, so you better be good Um, at the beginning here. I I think they're just going to have to come out of the gate winning. I think they totally can with with this decay resign especially, though, so... But yeah, those are all the teams. It took me, it took us an hour, but, but we did it, Joe. Um, lots of changes so far. I'm sure the next episode will not be as long. We'll be able, hopefully. I mean, there's a lot of free agents that could be signed, but um, as far as other news goes, there was um, they announced contender skins in game, um, which you can earn by watching Overwatch contenders, which is great. Um, you get a free Genji skin though by logging in, which is good. So, yeah, fun stuff. Uh, the skins for October that you can possibly earn after watching seven hours of content, you can get the Symmetra ones, and then after 15 hours, you'll get the Mercy ones. So, Which I, seems like a lot, particularly since they only announced it on, like, the 12th or 14th of October, so it was, like, <laughs> almost halfway through the month already. Yeah, um, and now we're telling you with two, <laughs> three days left of the month, so I, it's yeah, probably impossible. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this afternoon, um, as we're recording this, there's some contenders EU going on uh, <laughs> that you can watch. But um, yeah, by the time you're listening, it's not not so helpful. But um, yeah, the plan is to release all these um, in in future months as we go. So hopefully November will you'll have a little bit better chance. Yeah. Um, but besides that, we just got some PTR patch notes and um, some experimental patch notes. Um, if Joe, you want to go through those real quick to end the show. Yeah, let's do it. So we had a uh, PTR patch on the 20th of October, so it's just a little over a week ago that came out. Um, um, some some small changes, um, um, and actually we'll we'll talk about some of these. Uh, talk about some of these first, I guess. So there's a workshop green screen map now. It's literally just a green void that you can put stuff in to, um, you know, to do. Uh, 
what is it like color keying or something um, for for content? So that's kind of cool. Uh, Lucio uh, got sort of a mechanical buff um, a little bit, where um, I'll just read it. By default, Lucio will not perform his wall jump boost immediately upon releasing jump to leave the wall, instead of requiring a second jump press immediately after leaving the wall uh, to get the boost. Um, so basically, less you have to think about now while wall riding. Uh, he can now also drop out of wall rides by pressing crouch, which will not trigger the automatic jump. Uh, and again, this is this is by default, uh, which is super interesting because um, it sort of increases the variability of what you can do while wall riding and the the uh, the things you can surprise your opponents with. Um, so it's you know it's a mobility buff basically. Um, for Lucio, which is interesting. Um, we, I think we talked a little bit in past episodes about uh, the Wrecking Ball um, grappling claw changes, uh, that it was tweaked a little bit and people didn't like it, um, and I think uh, now here on the PTR it was tweaked a little bit again, uh, which I believe is supposed to be better, um, that there's improved target detection now uh, with, with the claw and connecting to walls and that kind of thing. So that's something. Um, uh, workshop got some more changes, uh, bug fixes, etc. But the other big change on this BTR is there's a new setting for custom games uh, called Minimum Latency Support, uh, which apparently is relatively unique um, among uh, competitive games like this, uh, as I understand it. But it's a setting you can add in a custom game um, to set a target latency for custom games. Uh, leveling the playing field between competitors, um, um, depending on their distance and that kind of thing, um, and so that players with latency lower than the minimum setting will automatically have their their network traffic delayed to meet the minimum target, uh, while players with latency higher than the target won't have any additional delay introduced. Um, so, so basically, if you've got somebody on high ping, uh, you can just increase everyone's ping and then play a game. <laughs> Um, as, as, as I understand it, um, which, uh, you, you know, I'm sure obviously if you go, you know, to some, some extreme with that setting, I, I imagine it'll be uh, a little bit wonky, but, um, for things like, you know, remotes, uh, you know, high stakes remote matches and something, you know, that, um, it, it seems, um, at least to my head that I don't know much about <laughs> about network latency and that kind of thing. It seems to make sense, uh, or at least the principle does. Um, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how the average player may interact with this um, going forward. If at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It should be really, really interesting. Um, of course, PTR for all for all those big changes that aren't just numbers, uh, but they also do experimental patches now for the for just the buffs and nerfs of the champs, um, which we got one on October twenty second with some um, changes to uh, six heroes. So if you want to go over those, Joe. Yeah. So um, and yeah. So this is probably almost over. Uh, I would assume on the experimental card. Um, but you can probably still play it um, today, maybe tomorrow as well. Uh, experimental card with 222 rule set, uh, changing some uh, maximum health uh, for several heroes in, in addition to a couple other balance changes. So if you haven't seen this experimental card already, uh, changes include. Uh, 
excuse me, we'll work from the bottom here. Widowmaker's base health reduced from 200 to 175. Uh, Symmetra's base shields increased from 100 to 125. Uh, so Widow now at 125 or 175 hit points. Symmetra now at 225 uh, total, with 125 of that being shields. Um, changes to May, um, where now uh, when you are in Ice Block, uh, that Cryo Freeze ability, you'll regain 15 ammo per second. Um, and the cooldown for Ice Wall lowered from 13 to 12 seconds, um, which I'm sure, you know, the grand scheme of things um, may not make a, a large difference, but it is something there if you're playing May. Uh, McCree got a health buff as well. He's now up to 225 HP, um, and his primary fire reload time has been reduced from 1.5 to 1.2 seconds. Um, so reloading faster, uh, less damage downtime, but also a little bit uh, of a health increase as well. Uh, Brig also got a health increase. Uh, her her actual uh, health itself, the the white uh, bars of HP, increased from 150 to 175. Um, and finally, Baptiste um, got uh, uh, the the most changes in terms of actual volume. Um, but his his primary fire, that's the gun that does damage, uh, the recovery time between shots was reduced from 0.45 to 0.38 seconds, um, but his damage was also reduced from 25 to 24 per bullet. Uh, so you shoot faster, um, but a little bit less damage. Uh, I didn't do the math to see uh, how that changes his DPS. It may be a slight increase in DPS overall, uh, but don't quote me on that. Um... And his secondary fire, that's the Healy Grenades, uh, recovery time was increased from 0.8 to 0.9 seconds, um, but the healing was also increased uh, of each of each shot from 50 to 60 burst healing. Um, so you, you can shoot the healing grenades a little bit less frequently, but do a little bit more healing there, sort of the opposite, um, opposite change. And the amplification matrix... Uh, width was increased from 5 to 9 meters, uh, so it's almost twice as wide now. I believe uh, I saw somewhere it's bigger than a Reinhardt shield. <laughs> um, is, is now the size of this amplification matrix. Uh, it's super interesting, and actually, last I saw the animation was kind of weird. So it's like the, the setting up animation makes you think that it's going to be the, the same size as the old one, but then it appears large. <laughs> um, once it actually shows up just because I guess they didn't make a new animation for it I don't know but um, anyway but that's super interesting because um, it makes it a little bit more useful ultimates um, uh, for and for how frequently it comes up too that may be uh, may turn out to be more significant than uh, yeah uh, than it could have been it's nice too it doesn't make it so everyone has to group up I think that was a little bit of a downside of his ult because the entire team just grouped easy to use other alts against a group team obviously like zari alt or uh flux or anything like that so it's true uh, nice to let people spread out yeah and those health changes should be interesting um, yeah you know, we, we haven't uh, we haven't had uh these kind of changes before in 25 hp increments it's always been uh 50 in the past yeah but, uh, apparently yeah, they just wanted to try it out they're like, hey, let's just try, try some health out, health out here. Yeah, and if that goes through, that'll be uh, uh, super interesting because it'll change lots of your, uh, you know, damage breakpoints and stuff. Which, um, again, 
requires math that I haven't done, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but it's it's definitely interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, nice, nice little changes there. We'll let you know if it goes live on our next episode. Um, obviously, this is the off season. We took a week off before. We could very well take a week off or two weeks off. Who knows? Depending how much news we got. Um, I'm expecting us to get a lot of news soon, though, because free agency just started, and um, it should be exciting. So, who knows if we'll have an episode next week or not? I hope we do because I want some spicy action. To be honest, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this was. You, hopefully, you got the uh, stone break skin. Uh, yeah, the Halloween Terror event, which was super nice. I think it's one of the best skins that came out. The whole, <laughs> the whole event this, is just a, so many good ones. Yeah, um, and the uh, uh, Ragdoll Echo is this week. So through, um, I think it's like Tuesday morning or Tuesday midday um, Eastern time is when that uh, will end. Yeah, definitely get the Ragdoll Echo. Obviously, Echo a newer hero. She hasn't had as much skin action quite yet. So this is one of her first really good ones. Yeah, so check you that just, out. You can just spam Junkenstein's Revenge. It's the easiest yeah. way to get your nine wins. <laughs> nice. Good tips. Good tips from Joe. <laughs> I've, played it, I've played it going on 27 times in the last three weeks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, well, um, there, there you go. There's your off-season primer, I guess, episode of On the Flank. Um Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow uh, me and Joe. But I am at JWGeorgeIV. Joe is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Our show's Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any topics, questions you'd like us to talk about. Uh, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, And I hope you guys enjoy another spicy week of off-season action.